Hey, this is Mike C. of The Natural Man Podcast. I gotta get this out of the way right off the top. The Natural Man Podcast is intended as general information for educational purposes only and should not be constituted as medical advice or diagnosis of any kind or as a substitute for medical treatment. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to replace the advice of or treatment by any physician. Do not rely upon any information to replace consultations or advice received by qualified health professionals regarding your own specific situation. If you suspect that you have a medical problem, you are urged to seek competent medical help. The Natural Man Podcast and its representatives and agents disclaim any liability for any negative or other medical or other outcomes that may occur as a result of acting on or not acting on any information contained in the podcast. The views and opinions expressed by the host and all guests are their own, and their appearance on this podcast and at the website of The Natural Man Podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent, and does not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the natural man podcast that's it here we go this is the natural man podcast with mike c welcome to the natural man podcast my name is mike c we're really glad you've joined us today uh this is a podcast that is an exploration into health wellness and discovering new ways to improve one's vitality. And we don't do that alone. We always seek out the best in uh, guests, practitioners, clinicians that can sort of help guide us along that journey and, and we can get their insights. And today, we're extremely fortunate to have somebody with us who practices dentistry, holistic dentistry, Dr. Jason Jones. Jason, <laughs> Dr. Jones, thank you for joining hey, us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to, excited to do this and I'm looking forward to talking about dentistry. I get so excited and a lot of times I get thrown off track because I'm like, oh, let me tell you this. I got, you got to hear this. I'm like, okay, I got to stop talking about it. So um, yeah, I'm definitely excited to be here and I, I want get to the, get the word out just to yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, no, we're we're really glad you're here and uh we're we're honored that you've joined us today. Um so I just want to really start with uh kind of where you began. Like what how did you get into medicine? Ooh, yeah, that's a great question. Uh very uh I have a quite a colorful background. So, you know, growing up uh it's funny cuz uh in high school, I was like, oh, I'm not college material. I'm not uh, going. I'm not going anywhere big. So I'm like, ah, I'm just gonna graduate, whatever. Um, and then I, after I graduated, I was like, okay, what should I do? Should I just find like a become a car mechanic or something? But uh, then I was like, well, yeah, my dad did the military. My my grandpa did the military, and I figured, yeah, I should probably do the military too. So joined the military and. Uh, you did the Navy six years active duty. Uh, and then after that, I decided I'm going to shoot for college. And so uh, well, while I was in, I actually became a uh, search and rescue swimmer. So I used to be a electronic technician. So I used to work on circuit cards, uh, you know, the uh, yeah, voltmeters uh, and uh, uh, all, it basically just circuit cards. And my side job was actually a, a search and rescue swimmer. So I actually jumped out of helicopters. If a plane crashes, I be out on the, uh, in a helicopter and they drop me off above the plane crash and I have to find the pilots and whoever's on the, this aircraft. 
Um, you actually bailed out of the helicopter? Yes. Yeah, that, <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. I gear on and then I'd have to <laughs> drop from the helicopter about you know, 30 feet or so. So I'd just drop down and, wow. uh, and it'd be in, under any weather conditions. So it's like uh, you know, stormy weather, complete darkness, uh, or it's like super sunny and calm waters. But uh, I didn't know exactly what type of aircraft it was and how many passengers or how many you know, pilots or whatever. Um, and then how many straps each pilot had on there because they have ejection seats and parachutes and I'm have to, have to, have to know all this stuff. And, and then when I'd get him into the helicopter, I had to know how to do CPR. And if they had like a sucking chest wound or like, a, a you know, they're bleeding ass, like, yeah, we got to stop the bleeding. Uh, give them, if they have like, you know, they're in shock. So how do you, how do you deal with that? Or, um, or they're unconscious. How do you deal with that? And so I had to, I was kind of like a EMT on a helicopter. So, uh, I enjoyed that. So when I was like, I, I could totally do something like this. I like medicine. I like helping others. Um, and that's what fueled me to go into medicine. So, uh, I shot for college right after I did a six year, uh, contract with the military. And then I decided I'm going to shoot for college. And then, uh, but which college should I go to? And like, <laughs> I barely passed high school. How they're not going to accept me. So, uh, I submitted an application, did my little essay, and I only applied to Penn State. I was like, yeah, if, if I get in Penn State, that'd be great. Um, so I applied. I got in. I was like, all right, this is my uh, calling. I'm going to get out of the military now. And uh, I uh, went to Penn State, and I was shooting for pre-med. I was actually going toward like med school. And then I started looking into dental versus med, and I was thinking, nah, I kind of like dentistry better. It's more of like a... Uh, more family oriented, kind of uh, easier hours. Um, so I figured, yeah, I'll, I'll shoot for dental instead. Um, and that's how I got into the whole medicine field. It's kind of a crazy background, but uh, <laughs> never yeah. would have thought like, so never had family that did it. I never, I was like the first in my family to actually go to college. So I was like, yeah, nobody else really geared me toward it, but I just had this interest. So I was like, I got I want to do this. I, I could totally see myself doing this all day, every day. And then uh, that kind of fueled that fire. And, yeah, that, that's that's wild. Um, so you you actually went to UCLA, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so after so I did four years of Penn State. That's got me my mm -hmm. uh, pre medicine degree. Then I went to University of Pittsburgh to get my dental degree. So I got became a doctor. Uh, I got my doctorate there. And then after that, I would, did a residency program at UCLA, uh, and it was combined with the West LA VA hospital system. So it was like a I was in, I was at both campuses, like the, the hospital and UCLA, and I was kind of both, uh, both locations, um, very, uh, mostly surgeries, a lot of, uh, cancers, like everybody that's in the VA system that was on the West side of America, if it was really complex, they'd go to LA and we'd had to do all these surgeries, you know, the head and neck cancer, and we had to rebuild eyes and ears and all that stuff. So I got exposure to all kinds of surgeries and, uh, then I, after that, I decided to move to Phoenix, and <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy though. Yeah, it's a lot of schooling, a lot of exposure, a lot of uh, trauma, a lot of uh, intense cases where you know uh, we had to rebuild noses and eyes. Like with this, you know, it's just like wow. This is How do you <laughs> like without getting into like a, a huge tutorial? Obviously, because you'd have to go to medical school. But how do you rebuild an eye? 
Like you rebuild an actual living eye? It's, oh, it would be a, like a prosthetic eye. So, um, okay. Yeah, so we okay. actually had like a false eye, but we had to get them to match. Like we had to, oh yeah, it was like ears and eyes and like how, how are we going to rebuild all this stuff? And uh, But we'd see like a, most of the time it's like uh, some type of, some form of cancer, oral cancer, and like a, we'd do like a jaw resection. So, But we'd have to rebuild everything and how do you do that? It's like, okay, we're going to have to do this and uh, but a lot of cancers, you have to be aggressive and take away a lot of tissue. And then you got, so it's like uh, one was, one big case was a, it, a, uh, it's like basal cell carcinoma at the base of his, uh, inside his nose, but on the floor of the, basically on the roof of his mouth is what, where it was. We had to take out all the upper teeth, except for one tooth way in the back. And it was, uh, and on top of that, we had to take off his nose. So it was like, he had a uh, missing nose and uh, it was crazy because we when he didn't have his prosthetic and you just had this big hole in his face like you would uh if you saw him you're like whoa like that's just it's trippy to see that but then when he put his prosthetic on it uh, it was just his nose but uh, and his upper lip and then it put we had an implant on uh his like like his cheekbones yeah we actually had like dental implants in his cheekbones and then his prosthetic would snap in like a button and it pop in and then uh it looked when you put glasses on it hid that little seam right here and so he had this, um, when you look at him just normally, you'd be like, I wouldn't have thought your nose is fake. <laughs> really? It like it was yeah. that, it was that close. Yeah. And then when you popped it out, you're like, whoa, like it's just a huge difference. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I used to do cases like that. Like, okay, we're, how are we going to do this cancer? Or So most dentists don't go through that type of exposure. So it's uh, more extra, extra training, more surgeries, more invasive. Um, so when I see like a filling, it's like, oh, this is easy. Like fillings are no big deal. Uh, these major surgeries, yeah, I can imagine. Like six, seven hours under the knife. And it's like, okay, that's a, that's a big case. So that's where it's like, I got that, I had that going. And then I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this all day, every day. It's just, it's hard. And it's sad because you see all, a lot of patients and some of them don't make it. And it's like, oh, I, you know, I don't really, I can't do this. I just, it's, uh, it's so depressing when you see like people younger than me. I was like, wait a minute, this, this is a kid, like 22 year old kid with like tongue cancer. And I got to cut his tongue off. Uh, he's gonna have to go through the speech therapy. He's like, oh, this is just this is saddening, and I'm like, I can't do this all day, every day for the rest of my life. So I'm like, ah, I'm gonna have to uh, make some changes here. So I would uh, stuck with just more general dentistry, and uh, so I'd do surgeries, uh, but nothing like the what I had at the UCLA. Uh, much more invasive there. Right, and so okay, now to do those surgeries is that. Were you an MD and a DDS, or how does that work? Do does it, someone with the DDS able to do surgeries like that? Just yes. for clarification. So yeah, there are some. Uh, well, we had like a an oral surgeon that was kind of overseeing everything. They just want to make sure like everything's looking good. Uh, but for the most part, they just they well they definitely highly monitor first major surgeries. They're like, yeah, you're okay, you're fine. And then toward the end, it's like. Yeah, just go. I'm not even going to be there. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm doing this on my own. So I'm in the OR, you know, scrubbing in. I glove in and you know, I walk in the room and get my gown on and stuff like that. So I'm like, yeah, this is this is pretty uh pretty intense. And so you know, I got this whole team, the anesthesiologist. I got the the scrub techs everywhere. And I'm like, okay, I got to get the team all involved. And like, okay, this is a ton of work. And then uh, yeah, hours later, it's like, all right, I'm done. I'm gonna uh, wrap everything up and call it a day. But man, it's just it was intense. 
Yeah, I can I can only imagine that after like a, a seven eight hour surgery. Oh yeah, you must be exhausted. Yeah, and it's weird because time flies. It's like I'm done. I'm like, oh, I'm all done. Like, yeah, my legs kind of hurt, but I haven't taken a bathroom break. I haven't eaten anything, and I'm like, oh wow, yeah. it only feels like it's maybe two two hours, and it's like no big deal. But like, oh my gosh, it's been six hours, and uh, it's weird. It's, <laughs> it's so weird. You're just so engaged that the time just yeah, I'm escapes just, like, you. Focused and just. Yeah. And then uh, afterwards, I have to like do all my notes and all that stuff. And uh, it's like, okay, this is a long day. It's just, you know, there till like 9 p.m. And I'm like, oh, I've been here since 6 a.m. And like, I can't do this every day. And <laughs> I like it. I definitely love it, but it's not something I could deal with every day. But it's... yeah, so only so many hours in the day. Oh, right? yeah. It's... <laughs> it can get rough, though. Yeah. yeah. So, so fast forward years later, you have your own. Um, integrative dental practice yes big so tell me about that okay yeah so um yeah so <clears throat> decided to you know it's, it's hard being an associate so it's like yeah i want to i like to do more surgeries but it's like sometimes you're not allowed to like the the, the doctor in charge is like i don't want to do that i'm like okay yeah, i've done these a bunch of times like i can totally i'm totally comfortable with it but um uh, and i'm like okay if i open my own office I can do this stuff and uh, and it's like a little low risk and it's like, yeah, I'm already qualified. I've done these before. So I'm like, okay, I want to start my own office. And, um, but when I made, when I started the office, I, I wanted to make sure it's like, yeah, this is more of a holistic approach. It's like, a, uh, say that you hear the term holistic dentistry and you're like, what does that mean? Most people are like, yeah, I don't know what that means. It sounds different, but what, what, what difference is it compared to a regular dentist? And it's like, yeah, I could tell you all about. So if a, uh, it gets, it's funny because like a lot of people ask me, what is a holistic dentist? And it's like being holistic, you just take a step back and look at the entire body. Like what is, what is what's going on with the body? Um, and then when it comes to like a tooth, say uh, you broke a tooth and it's like, yeah, a lot of people break teeth. Uh, a regular dentist will be like, yeah, I could fix that. I could, any, any dentist can fix it, but, a holistic dentist, we say, okay, why did it break? Is, are you clenching and grinding? Are you, do you have some type of paranormal, like a, a you're uh, clenching and grinding that are the teeth functioning like they should? Um, is it, uh, is it possible? Uh, like, is it due to like a weak structure of the tooth? Do you have like uh, erosion around the tooth or uh, yeah. Why did this tooth, tooth break? Cause I can fix it, but I don't want this to happen again kind of thing. So it's like, I can just like any dentist is like, yeah, I can fix it. But, I also say like uh, uh, just the other last week, a patient of mine, I've seen him for like seven years, never had a cavity. It's just always checkups are just normal. I'm like, oh, yeah, like everything's looking good. And then he came in and he's like, what's going on? I'm like, for a regular checkup, he just came in for a checkup. And I was like, he said, um, what's happening? I'm like looking at everything. I'm like, this is strange. This is, this isn't normal. Um, and he's like, what's up? And then I'm like, you have a lot of cavities, like along your gum line. I'm like, I could fix these, but why did all of a sudden these come up? Cause I've known you for like, like seven along years. the gum line, like, like around the, like the bottom, yeah, like, like the, the base, base of, of the tooth. Right. So right along okay. the gum line. So we, yeah, we get, we have recession. We, we, in, when we have recession on our gums, it puts it at risk because the, the enamel stops and the dentin is exposed. So when we have a recession, it's like, yeah, these cavities can pop up, but he's like 60, 65 years old or something like that, 60 something. And he already has recession, but there's no decay ever. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? Like, why, why did these pop up? I can fix these, but I can, like, have you had any acid reflux? And he's like, 
actually I have, I've had a lot of acid reflux and it's like, I get heartburn all the time. And I'm like, yeah, how about your diet and like your hygiene? I know your hygiene is good because you never have cavities, but why all of a sudden you got this, this stuff that just popped up out of nowhere. And so he's now like, oh my gosh, I never even noticed, knew that my acid reflux can affect my teeth. So I'm like, oh, here, let me tell you why. And so I go through the whole spiel, like, this is, this is how, this is what's happening and stomach acid is doing this to your teeth. And so I explained it to him and he's like, wow, I never even knew that would be a concern. And he's like, I need to go talk to somebody and like, uh, about my acid reflux. And I'm like, yeah, you definitely want to figure out like, what's going on? Like, why is this, is it a, a sphincter that's just not closing up or is it only when you sleep or is this during the day? I don't know, but you gotta look into this cause it's, it's destroying your teeth. So I, I can fix it, but I don't want it to happen again. So that's what the whole holistic thing is like, let's go, let's take a step back and look at the whole body. Like what else is happening? Any, any migraines, any jaw pain? Uh, and it, it's, so when we see something, any dentist can see it and say, I can fix that. But holistic's more like a, why did this happen? Can we prevent this from happening? Um, right. We don't want this to, what else could it be damaging or why, why what else could it be uh, concerning? Like any other issues, would it be, you know, is it a bony infection and, uh, yeah, how else can this bony infection affect the body and uh, stress relations and uh, it gets like so many factors. So it's like, okay, where do we Yeah, it's, it's a whole body approach. Right. So it's, it's a whole body approach, right? There's a lot of stuff that can get revealed. Like how's your sleep? And uh, if they, see, they say, oh, I wake up gasping for air all the time. And it's like, have you been checked for a sleep study? Like you, have, you, you might have sleep apnea and you might be clenching and grinding and destroying your teeth. Uh, and I can fix your teeth, but you're going to destroy everything. I could fix that one thing and the next thing's going to get destroyed. And you're like, okay, everything around is going to get destroyed. But you're, it sounds like you're clenching and grinding because you're, you're striving for oxygen. And so a lot of stuff, they're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that my sleep it can affect my teeth. And so uh, that's where the whole holistic, the whole body approach is just take a step back. Like what else is, what else could be contributing or how could this be harming anything else in your body or uh, uh, just stress in general, like being the whole virus. A lot of stress and a lot of people are, are clenching, grinding, and uh, breaking teeth. And so, uh, and every dentist in America will say, yeah, there's a lot of breaking teeth right now. And it's like, okay. Like right, like right in this time period, right. like, and you know, cause we're stress. dealing with sort of a tumultuous kind of this uncertainty, yeah. uh, you know, the, yeah. the kids are going, staying, are learning from home and the parents are like, yeah, I can't, I'm having a hard time teaching the kids or having them focus on school and trying to maintain my own work and or losing their job and it's like oh my gosh there's so much stress and so a lot of people are like are taking out on the teeth and like oh man this is this is a and every every patient i check is like oh let me check your jaw joint let me check the muscles and see how this how sore the muscles are and a lot of patients will say you know this is the first time of any dentist has ever checked for that and i'm like oh i check this every single time i just want to make sure that these things aren't acting up and because we don't know it until we, we actually check for it and like, oh yeah, th that hurts. So you probably are clenching and, and uh, they'll, they'll find out like, oh, one side's more painful than the other. And it's like, yeah, you're probably putting a lot of like, clenching and just moving it to one side. And uh, so yeah, a lot of stuff gets kind of revealed. So it's like a, I'm kind of like a, uh, like a detective, like, okay, this thing's broke. Okay. Well, why did this happen? Like, well, where, what other factors are, are we looking at? And so, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of stuff. So I have to learn all about like, uh, yeah, sleep apnea, like brain waves. I have to know all the, the, the different stages of sleep. And uh, I know I have to know how to read a sleep study. Like, oh my gosh, I have to, this is like, it can get really intense. So 
instead of just focusing on here, it's like I have to know, I have a good, I have a good understanding of what else is going on in the body. And so that's, that's the, the gist of holistic dentistry. There's a lot more. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Lot, yeah. It sounds, it sounds very, very, it sounds very much like a whole body approach. So the fact that you're reviewing sleep studies and, and things like that and sort of weighing in on how it affects people dentally, is that, is that common in dentistry or is that just sort of something that you've branched out it, yourself to do? Yeah, it's, it's becoming more noted, realized. Like a lot of dentists are like, oh my gosh, I didn't know like sleep is involved with dentistry. So, and so there are all these classes that we could take after, like, uh, we'll hear about it. Like, oh, I want to learn more about it. So I got to take this class. So you got to, so we have to take a bunch of classes to learn about how to do this stuff and how to, uh, if we were to talk with their, their uh, physician about any type of information, we have to know what they're talking about. Like, you can't be like, I don't know what, well, I don't even know what this means, but you, so it's like, you have to understand everything before you can even treat. So we have to learn a bunch of stuff, you know, the GI system. I'm like, I have to learn about the GI system, but yeah, we had to learn it in dental school, just like med school. So we had to learn anatomy, but now we have to like apply it to patients and individuals. Like, okay, we have, yeah. So it's a, there's, there's a lot of information, a lot of stuff that we have to be aware of, a lot of other yeah. diseases and any other uh, syndromes and uh, other genetic complications that can be involved. And it's, it gets, it gets, uh, it gets really in depth. And I, there's a lot of times where something will, I'll question something like, have you been checked for this genetic uh, variant? Uh, this could be causing some, some of the issues that I'm seeing. Cause every patient we have is like a, the his, health history is like six pages long or something. It's a lot of pages, a lot of information like, Oh, you have any issues with this and this and this. And based on that, I'm like, okay, you're having some like knee problems. It's like, okay, like did you get your knee replaced or uh, how long ago is this? And, yeah, most dentists won't even ask like, "Oh, you had a knee replaced?" Like, no, I have to know exactly when that was done and how does it feel and you know if how uh, what's your blood pressure? It's like, yeah, we have to know that because that's all linked together. And we have to, uh, yeah, it's all into consideration. So it's like a lot of a ton of information, um, and then yeah, I kind of just be like, you should probably look into this. And I know a doctor that knows more about this. But like, I, I'm just a dentist, but this looks like something that could fall into this category, but you should probably get checked for this. And, um, and then and it's like, yeah, if you go to a regular dentist, it's like, yeah, you just have a cavity. We'll fill it, fill it back up. And oh, you have a, you know, this disorder, you're having this sickness. Like I'm not, it's not a factor. It's like, yeah, there's, it's probably is a factor. So we have to know like, okay, how is it a factor and how in depth is it or how concerning is it? And yeah, so it's a, a lot of information. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. So, so <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's great. I, I love your enthusiasm. Um, you and I have talked on this subject um, off mic many times, and uh, I know the passion that you have for this. Um, so you mentioned genetic variants. I know you're a big fan of Dr. Ben Lynch. Mm. Um, you actually, you put me on to him. Oh my God. He's a, he's a fantastic <laughs> doctor. I mean, He's he's just a, such a wealth of knowledge on genetics and uh, oh. and human health, and you you caught one of his lectures, didn't you? Oh, Which yeah, I'm so very I'm, a... I'm very jealous that you actually got to see him lecture. That's yeah, pretty cool. He's uh, he's intense. Like uh, so, on top of yeah. me going to dental continuing education programs, it's like I I'll even go to the medical. So I'm like, I'm surrounded by physicians, and I'm like, oh, I think I'm the only dentist here. But yeah, I actually go to these conferences, and so I'll see. I was one. I, one with Dr. Lynch and so he's like the MTHFR 
gene variant guru. He knows all. Yeah, he's a he guru. He knows everything. I'm like, this guy, he talked for like six hours or so. It was uh, the majority of the day. I'm like, this guy just, and I'm like, holy cow, like this, the, that, the, the, the detail he got into, I was like, okay, the, I think this guy just, I, he's so passionate. Like he's so uh, uh, informative. Like he, he's, he's so knowledgeable of this. Like, I'm, I don't know. I wouldn't know of anybody else that would be, you know, at his level at when you, with this specific gene mutation, cause he's like, it, all of his information is great. Cause it's like, it, it's, it's very helpful. It's very understandable, but he's like, Holy cow. There's some, there's more stuff that needs to be uh, revealed because there's, it's still under like testing. Now you gotta figure out what else could it be affecting. And, but yeah, it's just yeah. this one gene mutation that just causes all kinds of complications and, uh, and the different variations of this gene mutation can cause other complications that can cause you know, issues over here. But Dr. Lynch, oh man, it was just yeah. amazing. What the, he's just a, a ball of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, and the reason I the reason I bring him up is um, since you mentioned the genetic variants, are there any genetic variants um, that impact dental health that you've encountered or that you've now? sort of become familiar with that have helped you in your practice? So, well, just MTHFR in general, there's a, one of the variations can actually cause some difficulties with uh, the oxygen. And if, if we were to introduce laughing gas, so like a lot of dental offices, they have laughing gas. So almost everybody is a candidate for, like, unless you're like COPD, like uh, you're, you're like terrible lungs and you're 85 and, yeah, but I, like, ah, I don't know about this, but uh, this gene mutation is like, oh yeah, there's a lot of complications with this gene mutation, which actually even caused death in a child. But it's like, it was unexplained. We we're like, why, why did this kid die? And then they actually turned out like, oh, they, the kid was exposed to this nitrous oxide, the laughing gas, um, at a dental office the day before or two days before. But it was like, nobody knew it. And then all these investigators are trying to figure out like, what's going on? And then they actually did the gene uh, they checked for the gene mutation. And it was like, oh my gosh, this kid has MTHFR, and it, and that has to be the cause because nothing else explains it. And but it's like, okay, when I see a kid with it, if the parents have the MTHFR, it's like, ah, I'm not going to use nitrous. Just I don't want that. You'll risk. stay away from it completely. Right, yeah, I'm like, I don't even know what the wow. what variation that your child has, but I just don't want to risk it. It's like I, I can do laughing gas. I don't want to. Though. I, I don't really feel comfortable because like I don't want that risk. And it's just like, what dentist would ever bring that up and it's like, okay, that's, it's, it's more of a, a cautious. Cause I'm like, I'm not sure if your child has been uh, tested for this mutation, but if you have it and your husband has it, you know, it's a, a highly likely that this, that your child may have both variations or, you know, the, but yeah, it's a, you know, that's one of the risks. And um, that's what, one of the takeaways that from Dr. Lynch, I was like, yep, yeah, I'm not using nitrous, never on any MTHFR and, uh, a lot of patients that do have MTHFR, they don't know which variation they have because it's like a lot of detail. And like, you know, you just have this gene mutation. Uh, but what, which variation? Because there's like nine variations or something like that. There's a lot of variations. And it's like, okay, if you have if you have this variation, it can complicate this, this, and this. And if it's this variation, it's this, this, and this. So it's a lot of like, okay. And that's Dr. Lynch is just, he's, uh, he knows, <laughs> he probably like, tell you right off the top of his head because i'm like yeah how would i i would never memorize that but uh he'll he'll probably like oh yeah that's gonna affect this this and this and he's that good i'm just like 
Yeah. Guy. Like dozens, dozens of genes oh, man. he's identified. And, and, um, I, I believe that's sort of the next, that's going to be the next big wave of medicine yeah. is just identifying how genes are, uh, have those variations in people individually and how to treat them or yeah, to identify which, conditions based on yeah, that. And there's a lot. It's fascinating. I mean, we're just scratching the surface yeah. of that now. <laughs> Very it's pretty incredible. Even yeah. uh, down to like um, which medication works best. It's like, okay, based on your genetic makeup, this chemotherapy would actually work best in your situation. Um, but yeah, it's, it's getting to that point where like, yeah, well, let's get, let's get gene tested. Let's get, let's test, test everything to see what, what you're, what to avoid and what to, um, and the same with thing with dentistry. It's like, yeah, there are some blood tests that we can actually do to see what dental materials are your, is your body okay with? Cause we don't want to put something in your mouth that you're potentially going to be uh, sensitive to. So, uh, so just like, um, earrings, like a uh, good example is like earrings. A lot of people, yeah, you put the, the earrings in and most people, most, uh, reactions are like there's none but some people get that itchy like irritated skin it's like oh yeah it sounds like you have a sensitivity it's probably the nickel which is in the stainless steel and it's like all right uh, you, you probably have a nickel sensitivity but there are some dental materials that have nickel in it and you're like yeah you probably want to avoid this material because it has nickel in it and it's a low percentage but i still don't want to put that in your mouth because you're sensitive to it so that's another question i asked like any sensitivity to metals any type of latex like uh, any laundry detergent you know so it's like okay what are you sensitive to um and if you want to even go take it to the next step you can take this blood test to see what 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 dental materials like any dental uh dental uh material that we're using in america like it'll test against all that stuff and so uh that's one of the uh concerns is as a holistic dentist we're like okay we can for the most part the stuff that i use is tends to be like a uh, pretty uh, compatible with everybody, but some people they're especially if they say like I can't even do like laundry detergent or I can't even have any like lotions or uh, any anything I put on my skin just doesn't like it. Like okay, it sounds like you're really sensitive. Now you're you're in a category where I'm like I don't want to put something in your mouth and have you, your gums irritated by it. Uh, you probably want to get tested, but it's an option. It's like I'm not going to demand it, but I'm like yeah, I, I could put something on there. You're probably going to be okay with it, but. Yeah, you know, it's it's a good test to have, and if you were to move, it's like it, you take it to another dentist, and most dentists are like, "What is this? I don't know what this is." But it, it's a self-explanatory. They just have to read it and be like, "Okay, if I put a filling in, you're okay with this type of filling." So it's one of those uh, extra steps <clears throat> just to make sure that you're compatible with something. And but yeah, the, the whole yeah. gene mapping and gene therapy is like, yeah, we're gonna look at all the genes and see which medication from based on history of like genes and medication like this one didn't didn't seem to work with this type of uh, uh genetic makeup here so let's right. do this and, but that it's getting more and more detailed more individually tailored for that specific goal and so that's yeah. the future is uh more more details it's not just like a yeah universal this will work it's like no this might work better and or this one won't work at all um but yeah it's getting more and more uh more detailed and more um, more tailored to that person. Yeah. So you mentioned a lab test to find out what materials might be sensitive in individuals. Is that like a standard lab test, or what, what kind of test is that? It's just a. Uh, it's in a. It's at a 
dental biocompatibility research lab. So they just, you send a, a blood sample to this lab and the lab will just test it with, against any dental material. And based on that, your, your reactions, it'll tell you like, and they have a, a, a data database of all, all the uh, dental materials any dentist would use in America. Uh, wow. So every, every type of filling, every denture material, every denture teeth company is like, yeah, you got all these companies that have teeth and you got the uh, acrylics for dentures and nylons for dentures. It's like, they got all these different types of materials and like, okay, we have a bunch to choose from, but which one was, would work best for you or which one would not work for you. Um, and so that's more of a, uh, uh, cautious approach to see like, okay, if this is going into your mouth, is this the best for your mouth? And, um, yeah, it's, it's just a standard test that, uh, just like going and get your allergies tested. They'll, they'll do like a, like a back patch. They'll, they'll test against all types of, uh, you know, peanuts and, uh, pollens and stuff. So it's like, yeah, we can do that. And, but it's the same thing, but with your blood sample and then it's with dental materials. And, <laughs> okay, so is it is it something that's covered by insurance plans, or is it something people have to pay out of pocket? It's mostly out of pocket. I don't haven't really seen any medical programs that will, because most mm -hmm. dent, medical insurances are like, yeah, we're not going to pay for something that, you know, it's like, uh, is it beneficial? Or I was like, yeah, they're probably not going to cover that. Um, and so it's most likely not covered by medical insurances, but. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, more of an informational, uh, packet of that's just, and you, you can carry it with. So if you move somewhere, it's like, Hey, you can take that information with you. And, um, yeah. but it, just like your immune system, it can, it can change. So they, they recommend like every six years or so getting a new test, just like sometimes your seasonal allergies are like developed out of nowhere. And you're like, why, why did this come up? And it was fine since I moved here five years ago. Now I'm like, now I'm starting to get this sinus stuff. And, but yeah, our, our immune system can kind of get different sensitivities every five, six years or something like that. So that's why they say they recommend that. Yeah. Every five, five or six years update it. And, uh, but I've had some patients that had like a 10 year old one. I'm like, man, this thing's old. They don't really have any of the new material that's been released since then. But you know, for the most part, it's like, yeah, I, I have this filling material here, so we'll use this in the filling, and it's 10 years old, and then if you're okay with it, I'm okay with it. And, um, so it's not like an absolute necessary uh, procedure to get a whole new one if you wanted, or, but it's just recommended. And it's, it sounds like an essential test. I mean, if you're putting materials in your mouth that are going to sit there potentially for the rest of your life, <laughs> I mean, it almost sounds like a no-brainer right. to me, it, no? It makes sense, but yeah, it's like, some people are like, I, I don't care. Like even with like food and stuff. So, uh, you know, some people are like, ah, I'll take this uh, fast food. Like, yeah, it's not the greatest because it's got all kinds of preservatives and extra chemicals and they make all these uh, uh, flavoring that just to make it taste good. Um, but is it the best for you? Probably not. But and a lot of people are like, I don't care because I only have it like once a month or something like that. And so, uh, but yeah, some people have really deep concern about what's going in their mouth and some people are okay with whatever's, yeah, well, what do you recommend? Like, well, yeah, I can recommend anything, but you know, my materials are tend tends to be pretty much okay. Um, but I've had one patient where it's like they had this one specific material that they're like sensitive to everything, but this one material. But I had to order it from Chicago to get the material in because I was like, I don't have this material, but who has this material? And I'm like talking to a, a 
calling up labs and like, do you have this material? And I found out there's one in Chicago and uh, so I ended up ordering it, but uh, it, it can get complex, but for the most part, it's like, yeah, it's, it's good information. We have it on file. Every time you come in for any type of procedure, we double check it and make sure you're okay with it. And then we use that, you know, that material and stuff, but um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's just good information. And I, my yeah, uh, sounds like it. brother, my brother-in-law, uh, he was going to get, he had, he has scoliosis. So they're going to put the, the rods down his spine. Um, and he did the test and he's like, I, uh, he did the test just cause he's like, you know, if I get fillings and stuff and then, but also on the test, it will test you against metals. Like which metal are you reactive to? And nickel was actually one of them. Um, and one of the, the, so he took it to his surgeon and said, Hey, I'm according to this sensitivity test, I'm sensitive to nickel. And they were actually going to put these nickel rods in his back. And I was like, Oh, it's good that you told him that. And he looked at it and he's like, Oh, all right. We're going to, we're going to switch it to titanium, which is another, it's a good biocompatible material um, without the nickel. And so he said, you know, it's not as strong as the, the nickel one, but it's also titanium. It's fine. So the surgeon decided to switch, but I, I was like thinking, like, what if he did have those rods placed in his spine and he has a sensitivity to nickel and, you know, what percentage of that rod is actually nickel, but yeah, it could have been like a, it could have been a failure. Like, oh, that would have been terrible because he'd have to go back in and get, take it all out and do it again. And uh, Yeah, that could be catastrophic. Yeah, so I mean, to have, to have those materials inside you that you're allergic to. Right. So it's the, yeah. one of the benefits is that on top of the dental material, you, you have the metal sensitivity, which so a lot of patients are like uh, sensitive to aluminum. Like, hey, you probably want to avoid the pots and pans that have aluminum or aluminum pots and pans or, or you know, cans of soda, stuff like that. Yeah, you probably want to avoid as much aluminum as possible, but um, it looks like you're reactive. And, and if I were to put anything in your mouth, I have to make sure I don't have aluminum in it. For the most part, I don't use any metals, but um, yeah, it's like a... Good, good information and good revealing of, uh, cause sometimes it's like, oh, I didn't know I was sensitive to this. And that explains some type of reaction to whatever. And it's like, okay, it's good, good information, but, uh, now you want to avoid it from this point forward. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned something earlier. I just want to backtrack a little bit. And that was the, uh, the grinding or bruxism. Is that the official medical yes, term for it? The, the, the tooth grinding. Yeah. So. I read somewhere, and I don't even remember where now, but I, I read in a book somewhere that um, low magnesium can actually be a cause of that since magnesium sort of relaxes uh, tense muscles. Right. Does, that, does that have any – does that sound it, like a possibility to you? It can, yeah, because it can affect muscles. And so muscles, your jaw muscles uh, – it's funny because like our jaw muscles are incredibly strong uh just the the leverage and you know the, the strength of these muscles is, is just short muscle but it's it uh and the the way it's connected to your jaw it's like yeah you get you can you can put tons of force on your tooth uh and it's just incredible like your teeth can actually get that much force and you can live your whole life and it doesn't break and it's like oh my gosh this is what other material in the world can actually take that type of force for 100 years and it's still in your mouth like oh this is incredible so uh, but yeah, the, the muscles are like very, um, very dense, very strong. And um, it's, it's, uh, you know, it relies on all these electrolytes, like it, magnesium, uh, muscle contraction, calcium. Yeah, you have to know uh, potassium. Is like, there's a lot of, uh, 
factors when a muscle content uh, contracts. So it's like, yeah, it's got this, and how does this relax? And how does it? so? Yeah, when there's a some type of a shortage of one of the uh, one of the uh, salts, like, yeah, you, which salt is it? Like, how is this affecting even heart complications? Like, yeah, your heart can actually beat differently with different if you have different salt levels. It's like, yeah, your heart is actually getting a little too much. You know, potassium. Like, what's going on here? Like, why is it doing this? So it's like, yeah. All right, let's check all the uh, your electrolytes. And that's one of the major checks. Is like, yeah, you have heart complications. Let's do an electrolyte check. And, um, but yeah, it's like, yeah, if one of them is tweaked out, how's it affecting you? And this is a muscle yeah. too. So it's like, are these muscles doing what they're supposed to be doing? Are they overactive or not as reactive? Or uh, so, how, how's this affecting your jaws? And so I could see that as being a, a concern. And uh, yeah, when the muscles are and there's extremes of like, how do we relax these muscles? Because it's like, okay, these muscles are so tense that they're, I can't even touch them. They're so painful. And, and I've heard of some people actually doing like Botox. Like that's one of the classes that dentists can take. It's like, oh, we can do Botox. But yeah, tox, Botox is it's a toxin. It's botulinum toxin is just a short term for that. So it's like, do you really want to put that in your muscles? But you know, at the same time, when it's really severe and you have no other options, that might actually work. And you know, relax the muscles, everything just like calms down and your jaws like not as so, you know, meaty and stuff like, all right, it's like relaxed and now you're uh, not, you know, breaking teeth anymore, but it's, it's kind of like a patch. It's like, Hey, you, you patch it with this Botox, but let's look at the electrolytes. Let's look at, so yeah, I'm like, I, I'm just a dentist. I can tell that something's going on here. You might want to get that looked at and see if you can get more information of like how your muscles are over contracting and, is it an airway issue? And uh, so there's like, what, there's a lot of factors in just muscle contraction of the jaw. So yeah, if somebody's clenching, grinding, could be a uh, electrolyte imbalance, could be uh, a sleep, uh, sleep apnea, like an airway complication. It could be just stress. It could, so there's a lot of factors. And, mm-hmm. But yeah. It's, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's so interesting. I, um, it's funny that you mentioned the cardiac complications. Cause I know that, there are some hospitals, there are some emergency rooms in this country that actually treat uh, one of the first lines of defense on an arrhythmia patient in the emergency room is like a two gram drip of magnesium sulfate. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, so that's like, that's one of the go-to, I think that's one of the gold standards for emergency arrhythmia yeah. treatment. So it's amazing how electrolytes impact our cellular biology and if those are out yeah. of whack. Um, can, literally all hell can break loose in our bodies. It's a very sensitive, we have a d- very delicate balance of all of these factors. And if one's out of whack, it can throw everything out off. And it's like, all right, let's figure out what that one thing is. Cause you can take all the medications for all, everything else, everything, all the other areas is affecting, but let's get to the source. And so that's how like a holistic approach is like, let's find the source. Cause I could always fix this stuff, but do you really want to want to take like seven medications because of all these you know, complications or should we just focus on like the possible source and or find identifying that possible source treating that and then all the other ones don't are, are no longer involved and so a lot of a lot of medication I, that's one of the things i hate about our medical system here in america is like it you have this complication let's give you this medication and this complication let's give you this medication oh and you got a side effect from this comp this medication let's give you another medication so it's like hold on hold on let's uh, instead of just you know patching it up with medication let's find the source and so um 
but uh, it's like you have to go that extra step and then sometimes your medical insurance won't cover that and like oh my gosh like i want to find the source and uh and then it becomes like a uh you know a journey trying to figure out you know is my hormones are out of whack what's what is it my pituitary gland? like what is like what else could be if, you know is it uh you know yeah then you can backtrack all the way to a possible source and you know, tweak that a little bit and you might solve the problems but it's taking that extra step. It's like, yeah, it's not easy. Nobody really wants to, you know, chase after something that they really can't get a grasp on, but they can patch it up with a medication. And it's like, yeah, that's an easy route, but you want to take that every day for the rest of your life. And what are the side effects? And, uh, and a lot of medication causes dry mouth. So another patient of mine, she has like 18 medications and she has slight sleep apnea and her teeth are just destroyed. Uh, just because it's dry mouth, uh, from the medication uh, and then on top of that she has sleep apnea so she's like on a CPAP and her mouth's even drier with the CPAP so her teeth are just all decayed and I thought oh my gosh I could fix this but it'll come right back like a year, year from now it'll come right back and I'm like I, I, I don't want to fix something that's just only gonna last a year it's like uh, we got to put something more you know we got to find the source and so yeah she's like drinking all this water she's doing all this all the things she can but she's also like I'm like I, we got to get you off a lot of these medications a lot of them cause dry mouth and you know it's like a lot of those can be avoided because of you know if you focused on the source you can actually cut the, that medication off and, and slowly start checking off the stuff on your list of complications and then all of a sudden you're like oh my gosh my my mouth is back to its original moisture and my cavities aren't popping up like they used to and uh but yeah it's it's, it's so much information though <laughs> yeah yeah so so dry mouth actually encourages decay Yes, so bacteria that causes decay, cavities, love a dry environment, acids, sugars. Um, in, in, if, if it's a dry environment, it's like, yeah, you're at higher risk, uh, which is like medications, a lot of them, almost 50% of uh, over the, uh, prescribed medication can cause dry mouth. It's just a, uh, one of the things of possible side effects. And it's like, yeah. That's a high number. A I high didn't number. know that. <laughs> Yeah, so that's why I'm wow. seeing like a lot of elders like, yeah, how many medications are you on? You're on this blood pressure medication uh, or this diabetic medication. Oh, guess what? It causes xerostomia, which is dry mouth. And so a lot of people don't know like, oh, xerostomia, like with an X, like X-E-R-O. Um, yeah, that, that just having a dry mouth, you're at risk of having cavities. And so like, ah, I can fix all these things. But yeah, your medications are causing all this stuff. Um, maybe we can see about getting off of these medications or how do you get off these medications and you might have to change your diet or yeah, it's like you know, diabetics like, yeah, you can get off these medications. Well, insulin, you obviously need that, but like uh, if your diet's more controlled, you might not need as much medication or you can, uh, you know, if you're get your heart pump and get healthy, you lose some weight and like, you, might, you might not need any of the, uh, the, the cholesterol medications. Like you don't, you might, you could actually change a lot by changing your diet and lifestyle stuff. But a lot of people are like, yeah, it's, I'll, I'll just take a pill. You know, I don't want to do all yeah. that. And so it's it's a it's a battle, and it's just, you know, perfect personal preference. And are you willing to go, you know, this on this journey to better all around health? And um, but yeah, it's a, it's you know, my job is basically to say, yeah, I can see this stuff, and here are my concerns. It's like, yeah, I could I could fix this, and but let's look at everything else. And like, look at all these contributing factors. Let's you know, let's realize like, oh, the, you know, the, the, like lemon water is like some people just drink it all day and like, oh, this stuff's terrible. So the acids and it's, it's healthy for your body. It's terrible for your teeth. But some people will sip it all day and like, oh, your teeth are all, why is this happening? And 
we're getting yeah. a lot of decay and like where did this come from? And then I'm like, have you been drinking anything or have you been, what have you, what, diet changes and apple cider vinegar is another good one. Uh, I saw this guy that's younger than me, a lot of uh, gum line decay, uh, erosion, acid erosion and decay. And I'm like, you look fine six months ago. What happened? I'm thinking drugs. Like this is pretty severe. And it turns out he's like, oh, I did an apple cider vinegar binge for like 30 days. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And he's like, I felt, I feel great. I, I was so glad I did it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure, I'm glad you did it because it's a good cleanse. But man, it did, it destroyed your teeth, and I can fix this. But you probably want to hear, hear my my recommendations. If you were to do this again, I'll change this up. Yeah. So yeah, it's like a, yeah, you can still do these things, but you know, exposure time. Like, yeah, you want to, you don't want to sip it all day. Like, if the lemon water is like, yeah, you can drink that, and you can chug one real quick, and you only minimal exposure to your teeth. But if you're sipping on one glasses uh, lemon water like that can destroy your teeth because it's a lot of exposure time and each time you take a little sip it just bathes your teeth in acids and it's like it's just because of the exposure right time it's just the, every time you take a sip it's like bathing your teeth and then your, your saliva is trying to neutralize everything and then you take another sip and it bathes it in acid again so if you just keep doing that all day it's just covered in acid all day and like oh, this isn't good you don't want that exposure time to be that long so let's shorten that down <laughs> yeah you can keep these keep wow. these things up but i also you're trying you know yeah, altering it this way so it doesn't destroy your teeth like it has but um but a lot of people don't know this because they just hear like oh i should do this cleanse that sounds like a good idea but okay how, how it, they do it but it's like uh, now it has destroyed my teeth but uh how, how why did this happen and no, nobody really says hey if you do this you'll be concerned about this and so it's, it's most people will hear this oh this one uh you know the this one diet here is like oh that sounds great uh but how how else could it be affecting you and you know there, there are some pros and cons for everything it's like yeah this is really good in all these subjects but this one part like in your mouth this is actually the, the only part that it can cause damage and uh let's try and alter that so it doesn't cause it let's you know maintain it but also alter it so it doesn't uh cause so much dental complications so yeah a lot of uh yeah a lot of tons i could just go on and on about <laughs> yeah well that's okay <laughs> man this is this is the place to do it this is the place to do it um so you you touched on diet and i mean in holistic dentistry it's not a subject i don't think you can avoid um besides the obvious stuff um, and maybe that's the only stuff you have to mention, but obviously you have to limit sugars for dental health. Um, you don't want to be eating too many acidic foods, or if you do, you brush afterwards. Right. Um, but I mean, is there, is there any other sort of dietary advice you give to your patients? Um, not just holistically, but dent, you know, right. dentally speaking, or is it hand in hand? Um, what do you what do you recommend to people with food and diet? Uh, so diets, yeah, you definitely want to have like a healthy diet. Just like you know, the salads is great, vegetables great, you know, uh, uh, steamed is good, but you don't want to overcook it. And like, yeah, hey, there's a lot of factors, and juicing is great. Um, you still want your fiber, so it's like, yeah, hey, if you juice, maybe you get the the skins too. But the, there's a lot of uh, a lot of everything you hear that's that seems to be a good diet it's like yeah it's good um all these you know the typical healthy diet is great um 
you know, the organic's great. Uh, one thing just, just to keep in mind is like, yeah, the, the fruits. A lot of people put fruits in, you know, salads and uh, juices and all that stuff, but it is, it is high in sugar. It actually has a lot of fructose and it's like, yeah, this is, it's a good sugar. It's like a natural sugar. Um, it's not like a high, high fructose corn syrup kind of thing, but it's like, yeah, this is still fructose and it's in a, you know, from a natural fruit. Um, and like even carrots actually, you know, doesn't sound like it, but carrots actually have a high sugar content, which is like, well, that's, you know, it doesn't taste so sweet, but there it's, it's, it's in, compared to all the other vegetables, carrots actually have a high sugar content, but, um, it's a lot of the fruits that seem to be in a lot of our juices and you know, our healthy foods is like, yeah, this, this, these fruits can actually cause harm. Like even grapefruits, a lot of people are like, Oh, I'll have a grapefruit in the morning. It's very acidic. Uh, some people love lemons. It's like, yeah, lemons are great, but it's acidic. And, uh, and the sugar is like, hey, you do have some sugars, a lot of like strawberries. Yeah, there's some sugar in there. So for the most part, they're, they're pretty, you know, if you have a normal dosage of fruits, it's like, yeah, you're going to be fine. But they do have a lot of like the uh, acids or sugars or both and oranges both have actually both. But uh, some people will do like orange juice all day, like they'll drink it. And, like, yeah, it seems like it'd be healthy, but they'll sip it all. And like, no, you don't want to do sip it all day, but maybe cut it down to like you know, a 10 minute period in the morning and then maybe lunch. But um, even kombuchas, kombucha being like a fermented tea. It's like delicious. Love it. Love it. And it has low sugar content, but it's, it's acidic. And, so it's like, uh, let's prevent this from, because it looks like this is, we have identified the source. So now, can we eliminate it? No, in your case, no. So we have to uh, make some changes after you get this exposure. So, um, but yeah, it's more, yeah, it's, that's how uh, the holistic dentist is just like, look at everything. Let's look at all the factors and yeah. what could be causing this and what has changed and what, uh, how else is this going to affect us and what is it going to look like in the future? And uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's good. Uh, it's more of a uh, an, uh, an understanding of what's going on versus like, yeah, oh, I guess like I, big picture, right? Big yeah. picture stuff. Yeah, and yeah. So I wanted to get your opinion on something. Um, I like to brush my teeth with uh, hydrogen peroxide. I just put a little bit on my brush, um, the food grade, yeah, uh, <laughs> version of it, and I, I do that just for the sake of purity of ingredients. I mean, there's, you know, there's, I'm not using, uh, I don't put a lot on cause I know it can be corrosive. Do you think that can be a problem for, for the enamel or using a few drops? Is that okay? Cause it's a great antiseptic. Oh yeah. It kills all kinds of bacteria it's, and it breaks down to water and oxygen. So it's like, it's, it's relatively harmless stuff, but unless it's on a high concentration, so if it's food grade three, 3%, it's like, Hey, you're pretty safe. Um, and even that's like, yeah, it's kind of, it can kind of burn the tissue too. So you don't want to put full on hydrogen peroxide. Maybe you want to dilute it with a little bit of water. Um, yeah, give it you know, a couple drops here and it'll, it'll disinfect your toothbrush. Like, yeah, that's, the, it, it, that's why they put it on, you get a little cut and you put hydrogen peroxide because it kills bacteria and stuff. So it helps mm -hmm. the infection rate goes down a lot significantly if you put hydrogen peroxide on a cut. So yeah, you put it in your mouth, mouth's covered in bacteria. So the, uh, Hydrogen peroxide will kill bacteria, but our mouth actually has good bacteria and bad bacteria. So that was my next question. <laughs> yeah. Will it impact the good bacteria? Right. Yes, it can. So that's one of the complications with any of the like anything that's 
antibacterial. It's like, yeah, it's good because it's killing a lot of bacteria, but at the same time, it's just like your gut. It has tons of bacteria that are necessary. And if you take an antibiotic, it kills a lot of good ones. And then now you got like upset stomach, like your GI tract gets all messed up. Uh, diarrhea or C. diff is another complication of the antibiotics is that C. diff is normally found in our gut and it's always there at low levels and our guts in a healthy gut situation it, it keeps it low but when you take an antibiotic it can actually kill some of the good bacteria and allow c diff to multiply and now you get this c diff infection and now you're like in the hospital because you're you know the the complication with c diff is like you're is just terrible because you dehydrate because your your, yeah. your body's trying to get rid of everything so um so yeah it's like okay you you want to get rid of bacteria but you also don't want to get rid of good bacteria but and then after, after that, if you were to get rid of good, good and bad bacteria, what can you do to reline it with some good bacteria? And so there are oral specific probiotics, just like the gut. It's like, hey, you, your gut gets a dose of good bacteria, which is what these probiotics is like, yeah, you get these probiotics for your gut. Um, and that's supposed to kind of like replenish some of the bacteria that's been destroyed. So um, the goal is to like get the the good bacteria to overpower the bad bacteria and so sometimes if there's an, a bacterial imbalance it's like yeah what what happened like what, why did this get out thrown out of whack and a lot of times it's antibiotics and um okay now let's try and replenish some of this stuff and even like uh they even do like fecal transplants which is kind of a like i don't know if i really want to do that kind of thing but it'll introduce that bacteria that's supposed to be there and it's like hey let's get some back get get that good bacteria back in there um, and then it'll repopulate and then everything should normalize. But uh, sometimes it won't normalize until you do one of those things. And uh, it, so it gets really complicated. And so the same with the mouth with hydrogen peroxide. Yeah, it's great because it, it kills bacteria and it's pretty harmless. Um, if, yeah, if it's diluted, it's pretty, yeah, it's harmless. And so uh, brushing with is great. Um, disinfecting anything, your toothbrush, even just uh, getting a little, uh, glass and just kind of rinsing your toothbrush because your toothbrush holds bacteria too. So it's like there's bacteria everywhere. Um, how right. do you get rid of this? The last stuff and even like Sonicare, they'll have that UV light. You put your toothbrush in that UV light and it just disinfects it because UV light's a natural disinfectant. So yeah, it's great that you put a toothbrush in there. You can put hydrogen hydrogen peroxide in the toothbrush. Bleach is I wouldn't recommend bleach because it's like it's really strong stuff and you, unless you really yeah. really dilute it, but bleach is very um, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't really mess with bleach because if you get the wrong dilution, you're gonna burn your tissue and like, yeah, don't don't mess with bleach. And some people put their dentures in bleach and like, ah, you don't want it's it, it can yeah, you might be doing more harm yeah, than and good. It can be damaging the material in your denture. Like, yeah, you don't want to do full on bleach and maybe like mm -hmm. one sixteenth of bleach, like, a lot of water and a little a couple of drops. And, you know, it's like a like dilute it because I don't want that. You know, I don't want any. There's negative. There's always pros and cons for, you know, there's always a, a bad side to everything you do. So like, okay, is that the good side outweighing the bad side? And, um, but yeah, here, here are my concerns. And but yeah, hydrogen peroxide is a great um, disinfecting rinse slash toothbrush. Uh, you know, you can brush with it and it doesn't taste good. I don't like it. <laughs> and a lot of yeah. times I'll put like a couple of peppermint drops, you know, I get the essential oils and just put a drop in there and, um, uh, it makes it taste so much uh, hydrogen peroxide. Uh, it's yeah, it's not it's not the tastiest stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> I could not do that. And, but yeah, you can add a little couple things to it, and uh, 
even with people that have like uh, water picks, like, yeah, you, it, the lines, there's bacteria in our water. So yeah, you're, when you have a water pick, the bacteria can accumulate in the lines. And it's like, yeah, you could be good to put like a, a diluted tub of a, or a, one of the containers, the, the reservoir, fill it up with like a little bit of hydrogen peroxide and water um, and run it through and it'll kill the bacteria that's in there because you don't want the bacteria to accumulate and then you have like dirty lines. Every time you, you use a water pick, it's shooting this bacteria that's in the lines. And it's like, yeah, you don't want to, you kind of want to do this maybe once a month or something like that just to get the bacteria off the, the internals. And that's one of those, like most people don't even think about that. They're like, oh, I use this all the time. It should be clean. And like, nah, there's like even minerals that will deposit on the inside of those lines and it'll get, it'll gunk it up. And, um, but some, I, I say, you know, if you could run some, a little bit of hydrogen peroxide through that, that's great because it'll kill the bacteria, but um, no essential oils because that'll gum it up. You don't want anything that's oily or you know, gooey that would gunk it up. Now you're going to have like a clog in there. So don't do any of the essential oils. But yeah, it's a hydrogen peroxide is great. Um, and even uh, salt water. It's like, yeah, just salt water. A lot of it. The high, you know, the high salt content it will kill a lot of bacteria. So it's great. It's natural. And you got the like the pink Himalayan salt. Like, yeah, you can brush with that, but I wouldn't say brush with the actual salt crystals. You might want to swish with that, but like brushing with anything abrasive, like uh, even charcoal. Charcoal is a great. It whitens up teeth really nicely. And why does it whiten it? It's because it's abrasive. It's like a pretty really fine sand. And so when you're brushing with this sand, it's like a it takes off the stains and it makes your teeth look super bright. It's like, oh, this stuff's great because it makes my teeth look so so much brighter and all the stains go away. But don't brush with it every day because it'll wear your teeth down because it's like sand, sanding your teeth down every day. So it, it actually wears the enamel. Right, right. So that's one of those problems that charcoal is a, a new, it's a new thing that's like, they don't really have much research. It sounds safe. And then all of a sudden just hit the shelf. I'm like, okay, I guess this is approved, FDA approved. It's like, yeah, it's charcoal. There's no harm in charcoal because a lot of, you know, if you go to, uh, even if you go to the hospital because you overdose on medication, uh, charcoal. They give you a bunch of charcoal. It's like they want to absorb it. Do they really? Yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. It's just a, wow. one of those things that they're like, yeah, they, they realize that charcoal just absorbs a bunch of junk and then it binds to it and then you excrete it. Um, so charcoal is a great thing. It's like nobody really has complications eating charcoal. So you could eat that, brush with it, uh, and then when, when you brush with it, it's like it just brightens up your smile. So it's like I, I have charcoal here. So I'm like, oh, I got it makes a mess though. It's like I have a, a electric toothbrush. So the charcoal on there, if it's if you're just brushing your teeth, it just sprays charcoal all over. So like if you have white tile or grout, it's like it's going in the grout. So <laughs> be careful with oh, it. Oh yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> it'll stay in the grout. So it's like you can brush the grout out. It's just not. It's not going coming out. So uh, charcoal is great, but it does stain a lot of stuff, and uh, you'll realize how much of a mess you make when you actually have like black liquid versus you know white liquid. So. When you brush normally, you don't really see a little flex, but uh, with the brush with charcoal, it's like you get this mess. Um, but it is—it's abrasive. It's—it it cleans very well. But if I, I, a lot of patients will do it, and they love it, and it's like, yeah, it can cause sensitivity. It can cause enamel wear. Um, so I wouldn't recommend doing it twice a day, every day. Maybe once or twice a week, maybe, or you know, every other day or every other night, just like once every other night, kind of thing. Uh, but not twice a day, every day. It's just it's just really abrasive. And baking soda, the same thing. Baking soda, great neutralizing agent. You know, your mouth in the neutral air, uh, pH. So 
when you have the lemon, there's more of an acidic pH. So it's like your uh, if you're brushing with baking soda, it neutralizes, it brings it that pH to the more basic uh, basic side. So it's like it's good stuff. It, baking soda is definitely a great uh, if, if you have any acid reflux, like yeah, you have acids on your teeth. Swish with some baking soda. Just swish. Don't brush with it. But just swish with it. It'll neutralize your mouth faster. It's because it takes about a half hour for your saliva to to flush out all that acid. Uh, baking soda has a pH of like fourteen, so it's like a really basic. It'll and it'll bring bring it back to that neutral state much faster than your saliva would. Just alkalizes, right? So yeah, it alkalizes just, it much by its faster. alkalizing effect. And it, yeah. if, if you brush with it, it's abrasive, just like charcoal. But uh, if you swish with it, it neutralizes without the abrasives and um, so if you have, uh, even eating disorders, believe me, it's like, yeah, you're going to have a, if you throw up, it, it touches your teeth. Don't brush afterwards because it'll wear your teeth down. Cause when it's bathing in acid, it's like, it's weaker. So it's just, it's ready to wear down much faster. It's softer, so to say. Um, <laughs> but if you neutralize it with just baking soda, it'll, you're not really touching it. You're just kind of bathing it with the alkaline water. So it's like, it'll alkalize much faster less destruction, less wear. Uh, and then you can brush your teeth maybe, you know, 20, 30 minutes afterwards and it's safe to brush because it's already neutralized. But um, don't brush immediately after like a lemon exposure, like drink some lemon water, let it neutralize naturally or swish with some water, kind of just let it kind of wear off slowly and then brush your teeth. But if you brush your teeth right after, like you drink lemon water and you brush your teeth right afterwards, it can actually wear your teeth down. So you want to minimize that uh it sounds good because you're like oh if i eat candy or if i eat, drink drink this and brush immediately afterwards i'll be fine it's like yeah you don't want to go immediately because it's in a weakened state so just you know, maybe wait like a half hour or so let it neutralize and then brush and you'll be fine um okay i see the thought that my first instinct would be to think that you want to get it out as soon as possible because if you leave that acidity or that sugar right. in your mouth that then that then it stays there and does the damage yeah. so that's not the correct train of thought right then. yeah so like uh, and on top of it it's just pure sugar so it's like this is a terrible combination it's good and i was like i've had it like this is these are delicious but man they are just they can totally destroy a tooth because it's gummy and it sticks in the grooves and then it's just sitting in this sugary citric acid gum gooey stuff and it's stuck in your grooves and you don't want to brush it but you do want to brush it and it's like okay, well, should I brush immediately afterwards or should I wait for it to neutralize? But then you have to wait for it to kind of wear off the grooves of your tongue or grooves of your teeth. And, but yeah, uh, gum, gum would actually help. So gum actually goes into the grooves, pushes things out and kind of cleans these grooves out. And like xylitol-based gums are great. Sugar-free gums okay. are great. And most of the sugar-free are xylitol. And xylitol is actually shown to, the bacteria that causes cavities can't really use, they can't use xylitol sugar as uh, their fuel. Um, so it's a good gum. A gum is great because it stimulates saliva, it moistens your mouth, and it goes in all the grooves and it pulls anything out that's stuck in the grooves. Um, and then it also has xylitol gum, which is or xylitol sugar, which is a, a great sugar alternative that bacteria doesn't the bacteria doesn't like. So uh, okay. kids like it, but it's terrible on the stomach. Like I, uh, it can. Uh, give you like an upset stomach if you have too much xylitol uh, i've had some of the xylitol mints and i'm like oh yeah these are good and i have like five of them i'm like oh my stomach doesn't feel good anymore so it's just uh it's just normal it's just that you don't your stomach will hate it uh your mouth will like the taste and then uh, the bacteria is like i can't i can't work with this stuff i i'm now out of fuel here so it's a good yeah. good addition uh, kids with cavities that 
seem to have a hard time brushing. It's like, yeah, you probably want to give them some xylitol gum, put it in their backpack, and so they can go to school and get a piece of gum after their lunch and just to pull out the food and stimulate saliva, neutralize their mouth, and uh, get that the, the, the sugars out of there. And, you know, the xylitol is great. And, um, but, yeah, school is no longer <laughs> – it's like a lot of them are shut down and stuff like that. So it's a little tough. And uh, so, yeah, there's a lot, yeah. of, a lot of factors when, when it comes to alternatives, additions. And if I yeah. switch to this, is this better? And well, yeah, this one's better, but here are the, the, the bad side or here are the concerns. It's like, yeah, this, this yeah. can do this, but it can also do this. And, or if this is excessive, this can cause this. And so, yeah, there's uh, a lot of, yeah, great questions. And yeah, the, hydrogen peroxide trade, but here are my concerns. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny, it's funny that you mentioned, um, um, xylitol because, uh, I used to have me personally, I used to have really bad gut issues. And at that time I could not handle even a little bit of xylitol. Like one mint would just mess <laughs> me up. And so, um, it is hard. It seems to be hard on the stomach, but particularly hard if you have like IBS type symptoms. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it seems really hard on the gastrointestinal tract um, when you already have a compromised condition. Yeah, um, yeah. Now I seem to tolerate it fine because I've I've addressed my gut issues. But uh, but yeah, it's just interesting that you mentioned that. Um, we are winding down on our time here, but oh, I yeah. wanted to just ask you one more question um, before we before we wrap up today. And you mentioned oral probiotics, which. Uh, that's really cool because I didn't even, uh, I mean, I'm familiar with them now, but uh, prior to you telling me, I didn't even know those existed. Yeah. So that's pretty cool <laughs> that you can buy those. Oh, yeah. And I, I try to use them regularly now. So thank you for bringing those to my attention. Um, is there Are there any other nutraceuticals that benefit dental health that people can use every day? Like aside from that, is there is there anything out there that's helpful or anything that you recommend to patients? Oh, as far as like toothpaste and you know, home care stuff? Or? Yeah, yeah, or just supplements too. I mean, is there are there any supplements that help in any way, or is it just more sort of you know rinses and and over you know things along those lines? Yeah, so just if you're just being you know uh, trying to be safe and stuff, it's like yeah, you can you know do the hydrogen peroxide. You can because mm -hmm. um, there's all kinds of rinses. I, I go to say I go to Target and I look at the aisle of just dental and I'm like oh my gosh there's like 70 different types of toothpaste to choose from which one do I use and um, so yeah there's a lot of toothpaste with like glitter and like oh, I don't need that or this one tastes like bubble gum I'm like yeah you don't need that uh, mm -hmm. more natural stuff the you know the more safe item like if you can if you turn it on the backside and you, you, a lot of stuff is like you know what does that even mean because um, a lot of time it'll be like you know calcium carbonate or it's like yeah there's a lot of uh, ingredients but do you really need the flavoring? Do you need the coloring? Probably not. And so I tend to go toward like more of the natural stuff. Um, you have like Tom's of Maine and it's like, yeah, there's a good one here. And this one's for sensitive teeth. And so you get so many things to buy, uh, so many options. And so it's like, do I need this? And, um, but if you're, if you have a good history with the, you know, no decay and, uh, minimal, work that has been done it's like yeah you're on a good track but if you've had like you know you know multiple decay and crowns here and bridges and you know missing teeth and implants like oh my gosh you got a lot of uh, you have a pretty you know 
extensive history on uh, dental history. So you had a lot of uh, treatment. So it sounds like you had a lot of complications. So it would be good to kind of you know, lean, lean more toward like the more natural, less uh, additives that aren't really necessary. Um, and so I, 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 I usually say I just go toward more of the, the natural side, go online and there's, and then you get more information online because you're like, oh my gosh, now we got on top of what Target holds. It's like, this is what Amazon holds. And now you got so many to choose from. And, I, and the, it seems like there's more every time I walk down uh, the aisle stuff. of any store, like new stuff yeah, that's new stuff that's and... good, like new stuff with really decent ingredients, oh, yeah. and you know what I mean, like like holistic friendly, uh, minimal flavorings, other than maybe a little xylitol, like you mentioned, or something that's not harmful. Right, right. Um, so I think that's encouraging. I think that um, you know the the there's a there's a tide, there's a changing tide, there's a tide coming where. Um, I don't know if I'm using the right expression here, but yeah, the, 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 the tide's changing in that people are becoming more aware of, um, more sort of biologically minded products right. that are, yep. that are easier on the body. And, and, and the manufacturers out there are, 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 are filling that need now. So yeah. I think that's very encouraging. All natural. I'm like, wow, that's cool because they're realizing, Hey, a lot of people are concerned about this. And then now they're like, Oh, now we're going to create our own product that can meet those needs. And so you'll see like, you know, gluten-free buns at fast food restaurants. You're like, well, they have gluten-free because a lot of people are like, oh, I realize I have a gluten intolerance. And so that yeah. they're, they're not, they don't want to lose customers. So they're trying to like, oh, we have a gluten-free alternative. But then you have to wonder what is in this? You know, it, it, it tastes great, but what else is like, is there any, what else, what all ingredients are, you know, added, added on top of what was removed. So how did it, how does it, because a lot of gluten stuff, especially baked stuff, tastes terrible because it doesn't have the flour, like the gluten in there. So these yeah. alternatives, are like, oh, this is this tastes great, but how do they do this? Because what what is this a chemical or some type of you know the synthetic fiber or something that they added in here? Like, is this good for me? I don't know, but uh, but yeah, you see, oh, this looks like a healthy option, a gluten free item. I'm going to do that, but <laughs> but then you have to ask, like, that's not always right, the case. It could be actually terrible. For no, you and, like. Yeah, it might be worse than the than the gluten right. bun. It could be a lot more when uh, you like break it down ingredient yeah. wise. So yeah, always a concern. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Like this day and age, we have to kind of question everything. It's like, yeah, this this looks healthy, but let's question. Let's let's ask the professionals. Let's ask uh, you know nutritionists or the you know, is this a good idea? Certain diets, you're like, what? That doesn't sound like a good diet, but um, it's like something you have to look into. It's like you can't just Accept it. You have to kind of like, hey, what, what's, what's all involved? What's, uh, what, what? It sounds good, but uh, is it really good? And um, you know, thirty years ago, it's like you see a commercial on TV, and it's like, I need that. I, I want that, and there's nothing bad about it. But now you're starting to see like all the medication, the you know, pharmacology or pharma, the pharmaceutical companies are, oh, you need this medication, you're going to be happy after it. And then it says really quickly, like side effects may include blah 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 blah, and you have all this <laughs> fine print. And you're like, oh my gosh. And you hear that, and like, yeah. But it's like they have this, you know, everybody's happy and dancing in the sun. Everybody's and, happy, but they might have cardiac <laughs> arrest. Yeah. So it's like, oh, <laughs> I want that now. It's like they're trying to distract you by having this. There's a lot of psychology too. So it's like, yeah, this oh, is, for sure, it looks good, but is it really good? And what are the side effects? Yeah, and, maybe I'll pass. <laughs> maybe I'll so pass. You got a question like, what, what, <laughs> how can this cause? Can how can this cause harm? How can it, does it react with any other medication that I'm, I'm taking now? And 
um, you know, what are the, what do the studies show? Like, does it, what's funny was like, they, they had these antidepressants or, so yeah, it's like a, this actually, this medication may cause depression. You're like, wait a minute, this is for depression, but it causes depression and may cause suicidal yeah. thoughts. Like, that's not good. You don't want suicidal thoughts no. on somebody that's already no. depressed and they want, here's this medication, but it can cause suicidal thoughts. Like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a pretty serious thing to, it's a pretty serious thing to, um, to consider, mm-hmm. you know, given, given, given some of those side effects. And a lot of times it's hidden. Um, it's just like, oh, it's in the fine print. It's in this, you know, you get this thick, thick packet with your medication. Nobody has time to read it, and but it's in no. there and they just don't want to yep. show all the good stuff and not the bad stuff. And, no, you're right. You're right. Um, so real quick here before we wrap up, um, how can people find you? Uh, well, the uh, holistic dentist, um, just in general, just if you go to like the there's there's like a holistic dental association IAB, IABDM, uh, mm-hmm. IAOMT, uh, all these websites that will actually say okay if you're looking for somebody that actually does holistic because a, a lot of dental offices will say yeah we're holistic we don't do mercury fillings it's like okay that's it's more than that it's just it's more there's more involved in just avoiding mercury fillings it's like yeah you can claim that, but you know, is it really holistic? So these, these, um, websites will actually show more information than, uh, um, yeah, that, that'll, that'll kind of like say, if you're in this Idaho, this area, this, uh, yeah. this guy, there's a dental office here that does, it's in this program that does the holistic approach too. So, um, but that's probably the best way to find a holistic dentist. Um, and I'm in the Scottsdale area. So it's like, if you're in the area, just, just type in holistic dentist and Google and it'll, You'll, it'll pop up there, uh, you know, in the valley, and but uh, it's also yeah. Who 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 works with like who who are you comfortable with? Because some people, you know, they want to some some doctors they 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 want um, like minimal information, and some some patients want all the information. It's like okay, uh, yeah. you know, some doctors are like I don't have the time to give you to tell you all this information, and so it's like. Yeah, you can. You might want to look around or ask around and see like which dent, dentist like uh, will work best for you. Because you know, some people are like, I just don't want any information. Just tell me what I need. And I'm like, okay, I could yeah. totally do that. But I'd like you to hear this. But uh, you know, some patients don't want that information, and or some doctors yeah. don't even want to talk about it. And like, oh my gosh, like, okay, which one works best for? You? So you got to find that comfortable person to work with, and um, it, it, it's yeah. tough. And so and some. I've, areas are just you know if you're in the middle of nowhere it's like yeah you're gonna have a hard time because there's like one around and unless you don't yeah. like that person you're kind of stuck or you have to travel a long distance and so it's a it's it, but you'll find somebody uh on those websites that are actually uh close to you or okay alternatives like that but yeah okay and uh, i've always said a good dentist is like a good barber you gotta, you gotta find one that right, you like exactly. and and stick with yeah, them. <laughs> same thing like a mechanic, like a, a car mechanic. It's like I, I could take it to this yeah. one person, but I don't really trust them because I never worked with them before. But this guy seems to be yeah. trustworthy because you can't, you don't know. Like, I don't know what what do I need? I, do I need a new transmission? Is it oh, sixteen thousand dollars? Are you serious? And or it's like, oh, this is a five dollar yeah. gasket, and you're like, oh, five dollars. This one guy says sixteen thousand, you say five, and yeah. who, who do I believe? Like, I don't know who to trust. Like, but yeah it's like all right who do you feel comfortable with because yeah you'll get uh, if you go to 10 different dentists you'll get like 10 different answers and it's like 
okay, who do you feel comfortable with, and like who do you feel like that you trustworthy, and you know, are they you know pulling the wool over your eyes, so to say, and um, so you have to be really yeah. cautious, like who who do you who will you go to, who do you feel comfortable with, and um, and it's it's tough, and just like finding good barbers, like you can't trust that you won't you won't find that one until you you shop around and find one. Like oh, there he is, this definitely this is, this is the guy, and uh, but yeah, definitely it's, it's, it's a tough tough one. And, Dennis are always they're known to not be liked like most people are like oh I hate Dennis I'm like yeah that's me and uh it's mm-hmm. it's it's common it's like yeah it's just childhood trauma and so every I yeah. didn't like Dennis too and I'm like I hate Dennis but oh I want to be one now I'm like what am I doing like I want to be the guy that everybody <laughs> hates <laughs> So, but you're, but you're a likable dentist that, that should, that should be hanging on your sign. Jason Jones, the likable yeah, right? dentist. It's, it's weird because like, yeah, I, 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 I hated Dennis growing up and I'm like, man, I, I want to be the guy that everyone hates. I, let's do that. Let's, 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 I'm going to, I'm committed. I'm going to do this. And yeah, uh, man, it, Oh, it's all good, man. You're, you, you'd be a hard, you'd, I've known you a few years now. You'd be a hard guy to hate. Believe me. <laughs> Uh, um, well, listen, Dr. Jones, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, we hope, uh, would, would you come join us again? Oh, there's so much to talk about. Oh yeah. I can cool. talk about okay. all kinds of stuff. I mean, some of it, yeah, there's some of that I might not have great input, but it's like, yeah, I've, I've experienced, or I've dealt with somebody that's done, you know, going through this or something like that. But yeah, I can yeah. definitely be uh, glad to, to, uh, get some, put, put some input in and just say, yeah, this might help, yeah, help great. a little bit or something, but it's something and yeah, I'm, I'm definitely game to, uh, to join up on any other conversations and hopefully I can, I am just a dentist, but, uh, I might have some, some input, but, uh, definitely, uh, well, you're a dentist with an extensive background. A little, yeah, a little bit more. Like seriously, you you've you've <laughs> done some pretty remarkable things at some pretty remarkable institutions. So yeah. um, don't sell yourself short, buddy. <laughs> um, but listen, well, thanks for thanks for joining us, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Natural Man Podcast. As always, please like and subscribe, and uh, check out our other episodes. And we hope you'll join us again. So until then, this is Mike C. Stay healthy. This has been the Natural Man Podcast. Subscribe to our podcast for more episodes. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. 
Kits. I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we we the perfect perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean, Dean Blundell, Blundell Network. Network or on our YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. Because democracy, democracy is, is something, something you do. do. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.